Hey, welcome to the Juice Bar Experts podcast, where we are going to give you tips, tools, strategies for launching a new juice bar or scaling and increasing the profitability and efficiency in your existing juice bar. I'm your host, Andrew McFarlane. For the last 10 years, I've been in the juice bar business, running my own juice bars, as well as helping hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world launch successful juice businesses. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hope you guys are feeling amazing. I'm feeling amazing. Excited to talk to you about this topic, uh, as I'm sure it's probably on a lot of your minds if you guys have businesses or are thinking about getting into the industry. Um, just being curious, how can you create a business that's pandemic proof and also more resilient to all the things that could come up in, in life and in business, which, you know, that's infinite, right? There's all the known things and unknown things that can happen in your business. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some of the strategies and really the mindset that you have to have as you approach your business development to build overall resilience in your company. So the first thing that I like to start by saying, and I, I often mention this, is that no matter what happens, people will always eat. It's kind of the beauty of this business, right? It's, you know, it's the gift and sometimes the challenge of food service because dealing with food uh, has its own complexities, but it's a very resilient business inherently because people will always eat and people's health is important. And while sometimes juice can be looked at as sort of a luxury product, uh, even during this time of the pandemic, what I suggested to a lot of our audience and our customers and clients was to really think about your business as also having the ability to adapt and become a grocery store if needed. So this is really the first principle, right, as a business owner. To be resilient is also to be flexible, okay? So um, getting back to what I was sharing is that a lot of times in, in times of panic buying, pandemics, or scarcity as a whole, people hoard things and grocery stores can get overwhelmed to the points like we saw where their shelves are completely empty. You as a juice bar really have a lot of the same access to the vendors that um, grocery stores have access to. And so uh, you can change your model slightly for the time being as it's necessary just to serve people and their basic needs. And so um, some of our clients did this. They put together boxes for people and were delivering them to their homes. And there was, all, there was a, a really beautiful adaptation that they were able to take on when it was needed and customers, their customers actually appreciated that. So that's the first principle really being flexible and understanding how your business um, can evolve in certain times and remembering that people will always eat. It's a necessity. That's not going anywhere. If maybe at some point in the future people invent some magic pill that you can take and that just takes care of all your nutrient needs, then, then that won't be the case. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. The other thing to think about is really diversification. And I'll use this as a principle to apply to a lot of uh, different aspects of your business. First, I want to talk about diversification in respect to your sales channels. If you don't know what your sales channels, what I mean when I'm referring to this, I'm basically referring to all the means by which you make money. If 
the money that you make at the end of the month was a big pool, it was a lake or it was an ocean, then all the sales channels are the rivers that lead to that ocean. So in your business, you're going to have a multitude of ways that you make money, right? One of them could be, uh, which is obvious and sort of the most um, common and understood, is in-store customer visits. That's one. But you also are going to have a process of selling things online, right? That's another sales channel. You might have corporate partnerships where you're doing either events or um, maybe you're doing talks or maybe you're doing cleanses for corporate businesses. And then you also might have catering and other kinds of events as another sales channel, right? So the list goes on and on. And you want to have as many sales channels as possible because if something happens to one of your sales channels, then you have the ability to invest your energy in the other sales channels and grow those. Just like if one river has a dam that gets built on that river, well, the water wants to flow somewhere else. So it's going to move back and then it's going to flow over and then hopefully it finds another river to put that excess energy. I oftentimes think about it in the same way as you know diversifying your portfolio. If you have investments, it's smart to have your investments in a lot of different areas as kind of base you know, financial uh, philosophy and approach, because if something happens to a specific in industry or a specific company, then you're not as vulnerable. It's no different in your business. You want to have as many sales channels uh, that are available to you and that you're investing in. And it might not be 100%, right? You, you can't go 100% in every single channel. And it doesn't mean that you're going to, if you have five, you're going to go 25% into each channel. That's not the way that it works. It's just a matter of knowing that if something does happen to your primary channel, that it's not 100% of where you make your money because then you're scrambling to try to figure out other ways to make money and building those relationships or building those processes within your business become difficult. It's a lot easier to say if, for example, you know, corporate um, sales is one channel and maybe it only makes up 10% of your sales, it's a lot easier to increase that and expand that if you already have a system around how to get those accounts, how to deliver on those accounts, what the expectations are, who to communicate with, right? There's a lot of things that you don't have to work out later if you already have it in place. A lot of fitness businesses at this time have gone under, gone bankrupt, yoga studios, gyms, and everything. And a lot of them had to scramble to get online because that was the only way that they were going to be able to serve their customers. But had they already been online, it wouldn't have been such a jarring transition, right? And so resilience is going to be, it's kind of like the immune system of your business. It's what you prepare for. And so having a diversification in your sales channels is a really, really great way to do that. Now, another thing that's going to build resilience in your business and make your business closer to pandemic proof is having a larger spectrum and portfolio of products. Now, you guys know if you do listen to my content, I do not advise that you have huge menus, especially not to start. And so when I say this, you have to be very strategic and very thoughtful in what kinds of products you have, what the shelf life is, how they travel, right? Because some products you have, you might be able to ship even across the nation, depending on what it is, right? It could be some dehydrated snack or something you've made, and you can send it to people in other states. And that's a great thing. But in order to do that, the next and very most important step is to build a brand that goes beyond being just a local company. So I did a video about this maybe a year or so ago, and I'm not sure if people really grasped the depth of what I was sharing because it's a very important thing. And I know it's easy to say and sometimes difficult to do, but I really want 
in order for you guys to have more resilient built businesses, you have to think about your business as a national company, right? Go beyond just thinking about yourself as a local business. And in order to do that, you have to really start thinking about your marketing, your branding, the products that you have. How do you do things that are going to gain national attention? Uh, as we've, you know, as we work with clients all over the world, and it's been really cool to see which of our clients have done this reasonably well. Uh, you know, we've had other prospective clients call and say, oh, you're, you used to work with X Juice Bar. Um, I love that company. And they're speaking and they're across the U.S. So they're not even in proximity to this business. And I'm thinking, how do you even know about this brand? What have they done to raise that kind of awareness? But it's a powerful statement because the reason this is important, kind of as to what I was alluding to earlier, is if you have national recognition and you have products that you can sell nationwide, this builds resilience, right? So it's not just about your sales channels on a local level. But really, how much awareness do people have about your business and your brand, even if you're only supporting people locally at the moment, that if something does happen, you've done the right kind of marketing, you have the right kind of connection to your audience, so that you can tap into that audience and maybe offer them other services and other products. And so uh, that is really a big thing to take on. And I know it's, it takes time. It's not something that you're probably going to have um, happen right away. But always keep that in your mind and aspire to that because it will help you in in staying resilient, but it'll also help you in your expansion. Because if you do want to get to a place where you want to have multiple locations, maybe you want to franchise your company, who are going to be your franchisees, right? The people who know about your business. And if you're a brand, even if you're in you know the middle of the US or you're in New York or you're in California, but people know about your company, that's going to help your growth. So think about that in terms of your marketing. How can you create campaigns that are inspiring? How can you create something unique about your business that people want to talk about? How can you create products that can serve people around the nation and beyond, right? Because I know a lot of people listen to this podcast from other countries as well. All the philosophies still apply, right? Going beyond just being a local business and really thinking about yourself as a, a grander national brand and then maybe becoming even international at some point as well. So that's the message for today. I hope it's been helpful. These are the things that are going to help you become more resilient. Think about you know, how your business can become more flexible. Think about your sales channels. Think about your product offerings. And think about overall your brand awareness. And are you really functioning strictly as a local business? Or can you actually build a brand that even if you only have local locations, but is really recognized nationally and then you can leverage that as you tend to grow and as needed. So wishing you well. If you guys don't know, we run a full spectrum development firm and consulting agency. We can help you with your business, with whatever you need from wherever you are to wherever you want to go. And so if you feel like you want some support, please feel free to reach out to me at andrew at startajuicebar.com. We'd be happy to have that conversation with you. As you should know, our mission is really to create a world where there are more healthy food service businesses than unhealthy food service cafes because together we can make that a reality to really help the health of humanity as a whole, which is what we're here to do. So until next time, take care. See you soon. <laughs>